you looked so much better when we first met. So <laughs> you might want to rethink your life choices. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, come on. Hey there, welcome to the show. Create for No Reason is a support group for creatives. Creating takes consistency, courage, and heart. Surrounding yourself with others who understand your challenges and won't let you give up is the secret to winning. It's a little like church. It's a place to go when we start doubting, comparing, and overthinking who we are and what we want to do. Create for No Reason is a place to go when our inner critic is a little too loud. Let's get cooking. On the show today, we've got Tommy Kern, who's my friend. You've had so many of your friends on the show, people that you know, and you're like really popular. And now I have one friend, maybe two, and Tommy's one of them. And I'm a a bad friend. This will come up probably uh, when we have him on. Um, I hope it doesn't come up a lot, but uh, but I'm excited. I feel like, is he your friend or is he my friend at this Mm. point? Because I feel like I'm the one that actually booked him for the show. <laughs> I know. That's good. And I've probably talked to him more in the past week than you have in the past year. <laughs> well, he probably will be. That's true. He probably will be shy about this or evasive about it. But I have always viewed Tommy as like uh, as an artist artist. He just uh, art creating is important to him. And I've been surprised by what he creates because he doesn't, he doesn't broadcast. He doesn't tell everybody, you know, look at me. I went, well, he does a little bit in his selfies <clears throat> and. Uh, oh, he we'll, doesn't like them. Be, he doesn't like ca- being called selfies. They are self portraits. That's uh, listen, they're selfies he, and they're very and, and particular. They're beautiful. Um, I called mine self portraits too. That's really funny. Oh, uh, when I did the guys, pro- the project, I was like, no, because you guys are the same person. You guys mm. are so similar. Not only do you look alike, but you you are so similar in so many ways. I could totally see why you are friends. Yeah. Well, Tommy. Um, yeah, I just really, really like Tommy. And I have a crush on his sister, and I don't mind saying it. Wow, that's let's let's hope let's hope that doesn't come up either. Uh, I'm making yeah. a list of all the things that you don't want to come up. Just Listen, so she's not gonna she's not gonna watch. All right, um, maybe you awesome. never know. Let's find out. <laughs> let's have Tommy tell us how to be an artist. Okay, he's in the waiting room. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm gonna let him in. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be really excited he's connecting to audio. oh my gosh that's so great <laughs> hello tommy are you there oh. yeah <laughs> fuck yeah great now it's explicit Look oh, how that now happens. You, just, you know damn it really well did. now we you can gonna, <clears throat> we were gonna go there friend. anyway oh my gosh you guys are so cute you look so you guys could be brothers it's ridiculous look how happy he is to see me that's awesome Mm -hmm. i know he is so happy i am very happy to see he was bragging about your friendship no i was (laughs) 
Go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, he was bragging about about your friendship. And I said, I mean, but really, I feel like maybe maybe he and I are better friends at this point than you are. Mm -hmm. Are are we recording? Like this isn't. Oh, we're recording. Oh, absolutely. We start recording the minute you show up. (laughs) Well, then I won't go into any more details. No, I, 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 I let her know that I place Tommy very high because I don't have a lot of friends very high on my friends list, but I'm a really shitty friend. Uh, so I, I like, I, I know that. Well, when, when you texted the other day, I didn't deny it, but I tried to like give you some, some hope, you know, <laughs> that you're a wonderful part of the world. And I'm glad that you're uh, a part of it. It's been a long time. How's it going? It's going good, man. It's going good. really good. I feel like my, out there. my face is really close to this computer. So hold on. It's supposed to be. No, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tom, we were talking uh, before before you came on. Um, I was I was telling Kate, and I'm and I mean this genuinely. I was telling Kate that you've. I've always placed you, at least at least for me, and maybe it's wild fantasy, and I think we're probably both disposed to romanticism or fantasy or whatever it is that, um, but I've always placed you in um, like an artist-artist category. And I'll tell you when it happened. Um, I already like, I just liked you way back, way back when, when we first met. Um, I just thought you were like, just thought you were cool, thought you were artistic, thought you were like mysterious, all the things that I hope that people will think about me. <laughs> and so I, I, I remember all of that. And then I was talking to you about uh, this thing that I discovered about taking old books and then converting old books into art, like changing the pages on them, ripping them up, posting things in there, going over the top of them. And you we're like, it was uh, like old hat. You're like, oh yeah, I do that. And then you started showing me some of the art that you had done with that. And yeah, I, I was totally impressed. So that, that project started, um, God, it's been, I don't, I mean, probably close to 20 years now. There was a group of artists, um, two in, in the United States and then two in Belfast um, that, they had an art book that they would send randomly to one of the four. And then each person only had, I think like three days to actually do a piece of work and then get it in the mail. And the idea was that they had to basically continue a conversation just using art. They weren't allowed to talk about the book. They weren't allowed to to talk about the premise of the previous piece. And then the other rule was they had to incorporate pieces of the previous piece into their continuing piece. And I thought it was rad. And so I started one with my brother doing the same exact thing. And we kept it going for probably five years or something like that, where we each have. And I mean, I was like buying pieces of copper uh, online and like learning how to patina it in the oven myself with like salts and vinegar. And then Uh, I bought like a little projector and I'm like, you know, drawing on it and stuff. And it was just, it's the whole thing was trying to like one up my brother, who's an actual artist. And then he would respond back and just destroy my, you know, my hopes and dreams of ever doing something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
so yeah, yeah, that was a that was a fun a fun project. Yeah, you um, how how do you find how? Just like artists from Belfast or artists from like, how did you discover that? How did you find out about that? Uh, probably just from a from a website. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you can you can look it up. The website's called lookatbook.com. It's brilliant. Um, very, it's all like old school flash. But when you go through and look at each print, at the end of it, they all got together in a bar and got hammered drinking whiskey. <laughs> talking about the pieces and so they'd go like holy crap i drew you know a piano in this piece because i thought you were referencing something else and he's like no that's not a piano that's a you know like whatever it's the bomb (laughs) and you know so they just go through this whole thing um but so yeah you actually get to listen to the listen to the audio uh of them going through the pieces it's cool look at did you did you say uh that's not a piano that's a bong is that that what you said yeah the bong I mean, <laughs> there's another uh, that reminds me of something that I haven't done yet, but I follow it. That it's something similar, but it's just postcards. And so they'll give you a list of people, and you send out those postcards to that list of people, uh, just yeah. like random ones. And then as you send that out and you take part, you get all these random postcards from other people around the world. Um, yeah. And most of it is uh, most of it's art of some kind, even if it's just fancy lettering or drawing or something in there, it's, it's usually not a hello from Holland, right? It's usually something else that goes with it. A little more, yeah, a little bit more into it. I, I like the idea of those projects. Um, I mean, I've done some with music before, like basically make a mixtape, um, the back in, in the day, uh, and then you send it. And like you put your music on it and you get back, you know, some random person's music. And it's just beautiful. The process of going through and making a mixtape is something that is near and dear to my heart. And so, um, you know, if that was a fun thing too, when it comes to like actual art and, and doing something on a piece of paper that somebody else is going to see, that's when I get a little bit more self-conscious about it. And which I'm sure we'll probably talk about during the course of this. Oh my gosh. There is so many, there is so many things. There are so many things to discuss. Can of worms, can of worms. First, have you guys seen that website where you can submit your secrets where everybody writes a secret on a postcard or anything they they write a, uh, they write this secret on anything and they submit it in so and then you go on this website and there's all of these secrets that people share that they never wanted to tell anyone but they sent it to this person who then like puts it online so it's yeah, like all it, these it's the post secret project like where oh, there's gosh. like illustrations and it's like you know i had a bad childhood and mm-hmm. And then they like published that. it like yeah. you can buy books of it now. Yeah. 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 I've seen, I think it, yeah, I think it's called like post secret or something like that. Yeah. This guy wrote a, he wrote a, oh, he was, he did a, a Ted talk on it. Anyway, oh. I think oh. that is fascinating, but let's talk about you because here's oh, the thing. John. Oh, Are you- I have a dog that's freaking out. Right now. Hold on. Oh, <laughs> this dog's freaking me out. Hey, I'm going to do, what? do you want me to do you a favor? Oh, you're going to clap. I was just going to talk about Tommy while he's gone. Oh, okay. Or you can do that. That's going to happen a few more times during this. (sighs) Matilda. So (laughs) 
<laughs> All right. Sean says you're an artist artist. You don't think you're an artist. Or and but you are an artist. Like just you're even even the way you think and the projects you find interesting and the some of the stuff that you're doing, that is very artistic. Not to mention you've created things that have and have sold it to people. So what are your what are your ideas of what an artist is? Like, what is that definition to you? I mean, I, I think like we've talked about before, my my brother, who is an actual artist, unlike me, uh, you know, we go back and forth. He's like, dude, you are a photographer. Like, stop telling people that you just take photographs. You're a photographer. That's what yes. you do. You've sold prints. You've, you know, like shot weddings and got paid for them. Like you're a photographer. You can, you can stop, um, you know, um, doing mixed media work in, in that book or whatever. Like you're doing art, like you're an artist. You, you can tell people that you're an artist. My biggest hang up of it is always like, well, then, you know, what have you produced or, uh, you know, or published or, you know, whatever it happens to be. Like I come from. Um, a lot of writing when I was younger, um, like I was like jotting down notes and, you know, doing like poetry slams uh, in coffee shops, uh, like in Mesa, Arizona, before anybody knew what poetry, like people were judging my poems and telling me that I did not win this competition. I lost. My poetry was not good enough to win. I lost. And so it's like, ah, you know, now what? So I'm not a poet because I lost. And so, you know, it's this whole thing. <laughs> Sorry, I almost spit out my coffee. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, was, that was pretty poetic in itself. Let's just write that. I'm not a yeah. poet because I lost. Because I lost. Um, I think the, the, the artistry or the creative nature, it, it does come with sort of an inherent need to create something. Um, you know, I... I can sit idly and not do anything, but ultimately I get really bored with that. And so my like taking a break a lot of times isn't, um, she's, she's like dramatic, dramatic, dramatic dog pause. Mine's (laughs) exhausted. Um, I just took her out for seven miles in the mountains. So yeah, that was, that was the plan. (laughs) I saw, um, (laughs) But so, yeah, I mean, I, I can sit idly for only so long. And then after a while, I go like, I got to do something. I got to get up. And a lot of times, you know, it, I enjoy playing with the camera. I enjoy, you know, going out into the workshop and just like tinkering around with a piece of wood um, and just seeing what I can make. Um, you know, if I need a, an end table for next to the next to the couch, I'm like, I got a welder you know, I have a bunch of wood, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to start going to work and I'm going to create this thing. And, you know, sometimes it's just a square and sometimes it's got angles all over the place and it it's all just the tinkering to me. And so I, I think that that's like, I feel like I just tinker more so than like I create art. Like I just enjoy the process of creating something. Um, that's what really kind of drives me through the process of creating. That's, I think, I think maybe, maybe you feel the same way that I feel about this um, a little bit, like leave the labels up to other people to a certain degree. 
So if you say like I tinker or I make things and these things happen to be art, it's, it, it, uh, like I'd heard it, I heard a, um, it was a quote once that like, you're not allowed to come up with your own nickname. So sure. oh, I love like that. I could just decide, I could just decide, Oh no, I want people to call me Rufus, right? It doesn't, it doesn't count and I shouldn't be able to do it. Other people give me the nickname. I think it's probably, um, it sounds like you feel similar when it comes to being termed an artist where that makes you sheepish because you wouldn't go out and post like on Facebook. Hey everybody, my name is Tommy Kern. I'm an artist. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. And and quite frankly, a lot of what I create, I don't post anywhere. Um, you know, I, I, I started like making these little things in the shop, uh, like home decor, like wall decor type stuff. Um, just to be out there and make. And like, my friends are like, dude, you can sell these on Etsy and make some money. And I'm like, I don't like, I don't want, I don't want like my friends knowing that I'm doing this. I don't want my family knowing that I'm doing this. Like if I'm going to list it, I'm going to list everything. Like it's not going to be associated with Tommy Kern. Um, It'll be completely separate. I'm not going to advertise on Facebook or Instagram or anything. I'm just going to do it totally separate. Um, And lo and behold, like I start posting these things and instantly like I'm starting to get money like lots mm-hmm. of money yeah at the beginning of this pandemic and it's like holy crap you know the, almost well literally to the point where i got too busy and i i had to like take a break from it mm-hmm. on top of that it got to a point to where i was no longer tinkering like mm-hmm. then it became a job that i had to mm-hmm. like had to get up early and you know, go out and work in the shop. And if it were, you know, 120 degrees and and 100% humidity, guess what? I'm in the shop. And if it's snowing, guess what? I'm in the shop. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, that was a that was a, a difficult sort of like self reckoning that I had to I had to sort of shut it down because it no longer felt like I was being creative. It felt mm-hmm. like I was I was, you know, succumbing to the man's requests of of my work. <laughs> you're, and you're and you're the man that's right yeah, yeah. you it, a talk um i'm super curious now of the um why do you not want friends and family and all these people to know that you're that you're doing it and if you need to lay down and get comfortable to answer this question that's totally <laughs> totally well, fine look i think in general i'm i'm a very private person anyway um, something that obviously nobody would know. I didn't have a Facebook account or a Twitter account until you ridiculed me into getting both of them <laughs> 15 years ago, 18 years ago, literally. Um, I didn't have any of these things because I didn't want to post things. You know, I have kids and I didn't want it public and, you know, the, at that time a wife and I didn't necessarily want these photos of my life out there. Yeah. Uh, working for the company that that work for it's very public and a lot of yeah. people are are in uh other people's business and life and stuff like that and so i just didn't want to do it and ultimately i ended up doing it and you know everything is fine but now quite frankly 90 percent of my friend group on facebook or instagram they're all those people 
and I see them starting side hustles and I see them doing these advertisings and or advertisements and I see them like pushing their community of people, which is awesome. And I support it and I'll buy something from you. I just don't, I don't need you in my business that much. Yeah. And so like my, you know, my personal business, uh, and so that that's just kind of why. Now, if I started it and nobody bought anything, well, then maybe I would open it up. But I yeah. was doing just fine. You know, people in Texas and Florida were buying stuff that I. So uh, you didn't do any heavy marketing or anything like uh, that. They just none. I just posted them. I mean, I started an Instagram account, which kind of randomly got found by a few friends and family, whatever. Um, I put up a website that nobody ever saw, I, I would imagine. Um, I didn't promote it, didn't do anything. Everything was just on Etsy. And so Etsy does their own kind of promotions. Um, and I got some sales through through those advertising, but I think the majority of it was just organic. People doing search for wall decor uh, or like propagation station, because these things are like, I don't think I have any out here. You know, it's doing like a triangle with a slot in it to where you could put a test tube in and then like put clippings from a plant. Oh. And then like hang it on the wall. And so, you know, like actually this wall behind me, I like covered with them triangles and hexagons and, you know, different shaped circles and this kind of stuff. And then that was like the photo that I shared on on Etsy and people are like, I want eight of those. I want 10 of those. And I was just like, okay. Like, <laughs> so, well, that's the cool thing about Etsy. I feel like it's such that community of people that are, it's so, it's such creative people that are doing things different that you can't, you're not going to find those things in target. So I know when I want to find a unique gift or something interesting that I want to get very specific for an individual, I always go on Etsy because you can find the coolest stuff that only people with your kind of mind will create. Um, But what what I love so much about what you're talking about with tinkering is really it's just it's playing and you just have fun and it brings you joy and you just enjoy the process. So I love that we're having this conversation because I think so often, especially today where entrepreneurship is glamorized and online business and everyone has to have an online business and everyone has to monetize their passion. And you have to, this is kind of the direction that everyone says you have to do this or not even you have to, but so many people are attached to the idea of what their life will be like if they were able to do that for a living. And so the second that you get paid to do your passion, the second you get paid to do what you love, that relationship changes. It, yeah. it exactly like what you said. It, it goes from, hey, I'm just tinkering, playing around, having fun to now I have to send this to someone because they paid me. And now right. there's this whole level of not only having to do it, but also like the mental mindset shift that happens when you're now getting paid for it. So talk, talk about kind of what is your inspiration to tinker and play with with new ideas and new things that you want to create I mean I I honestly think that it's probably something internal like I you know like I said my brother's an artist my sister's an interior designer my mother was a photographer my father's a musician um wow 
I'm kind of surrounded by this kind of stuff. And so like take photography, for instance, the, the process of playing with light and moving lights around and seeing what it's doing and all of that kind of stuff. Um, in order for me to learn, I'm looking at other people's work. I'm learning about photography. I'm learning about light, but I'm also learning about fashion. I'm learning about interior design. I'm learning about, you know, all these things. And so it's like, it just, I feel it broadening my horizons, even into like politics and stuff like that. There were some uh, protests um, here in, in North Carolina a few years ago. Um, and I was at work, like working downtown at a law firm at the time. And I happened to have my camera because I was doing um, like the portraits for the, the people that work for for that company. Uh, and I was like, I'm leaving. I'm going to go down and shoot the protest. And had a blast doing it. And I posted some of the photos and like it, it puts me in a community that I wouldn't ordinarily be in uh, or be allowed to be exposed to, but getting into those spaces and stuff like that is, that's what kind of drives me. That's what I get jazzed up about that stuff. Um, you know, the community of photographers, um, is as big or as small as you want it. And mm -hmm. so, you know, there are these huge like North Carolina photographer groups that like I've joined and since left because it just wasn't for me, right? They, they do like the, the daily post. This is, you know, what I shot today. And it's like, I mean, okay, like, great. It's a stop sign or, you know, whatever it is. It just wasn't for me. Um, but I have some really, really close, close friends that I've met through, you know, through shooting, which is, which is great and beautiful to me. And like, we'll go out and just go drive around town and go shoot, you know, old cars or whatever, like just to go out and go. So. I love that. Yeah. And Tommy, Tommy can be our mascot, Kate. Cause... Oh, <laughs> our create well, for no reason mascot. Well, I'm not saying Tommy creates for no reason. Um, like you obviously have reasons and they're really internal and powerful reasons um, that, that, that the thing that I, the thing that I really love about it is just how honest you are about what you're doing. Like you're, you're really honest and in tune um, with I'm tinkering. This is play as it stays play. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a little bit like other people will talk about, uh, we'll talk about church or they'll talk about yoga or they'll talk about something else that, sure. that makes them who they are or makes them at least a better version of themselves, even if it's not the best versions of themselves. And you're able to recognize when that starts to go south. I think it does with anybody. Like when you're making stuff, when you're creating, and then you're like, oh, oh, nope, not quite right. Time to stop with mixed medium, time to go back to photography or time to go to writing or something else. Um, yeah. yeah. And that's the essence of a lot of the stuff that we're talking about um, on the, uh, on the show. I thought a lot about it. Yeah. About the show, because I've heard people say like, I'm the epitome of create for nothing. And I kind of, I think going into it, like getting prepared for this conversation, I was kind of thinking the same thing, but I, I think that you're exactly right. Like, it's not for nothing. There is a there is a desire or a, a drive, maybe better, uh, that pushes me to do it. Um, you know, I, I think as, as 
I certainly said before, like the people that I know that are that are artists that do it, they have no choice. Like this is not a like maybe I'll go do art today. This is a I'm going to jump off a bridge if I don't go do art for the next 12 hours. Right. Or, you know, whatever it happens to be. Um, it may be not that drastic, but sometimes that drastic. And it it really does come down to finding your reason to do it making sure that you're having fun doing it. You know, I feel like I have to be learning something like cutting triangles out of pieces of wood was no longer fun. Right. Because it's just cutting triangles. Um, you know, people are like, Oh, this is so beautiful. And blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, it's a triangle. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, they're like, you should charge triple for this. And I'm like, still a triangle. Like I'm not, I I didn't make it up. Um, and so, yeah, I like the I like the challenge. I like the the push. Um, photographer photography for me is is difficult, um, but I feel like I'm getting better and better and better. My <laughs> number one being my own worst critic, but number two, like you know, a month ago we drove into the Blue Ridge Parkway, and I brought my camera. Different. I bought a new lens, like the lens that I needed for landscape photography, the leaves were perfect. Everything was beautiful. And I went out and I was taking shots for like three days in the most beautiful part of this country. And I went and like edited and did all this kind of stuff. And a, a like an Instagram buddy of mine happened to be in the same area and he posted those photos and I just deleted mine because his were so beautiful. <sighs> There's so much better than anything that I could ever come up with. And so I just deleted it. That was it. I had fun. I had fun being out there. But I think what that did was it, it pushed me into this world where, is it the camera? Do I need a better lens? Like he certainly, you know, spent more money than I did. And, you know, he's got, you know, a $10,000 camera and I only have a $1,000 camera or whatever. And it gets me into this mindset that I have to like force myself back out of. And they're like, it's not that knucklehead. Like, (laughs) that's right. (laughs) There's the the whole story, like a photographer goes to a dinner party and, you know, the least like showing his work to the, the host. And she's like, man, these photos are so beautiful. You must have a really, really expensive camera. And as he's leaving the party, he says, you know, dinner was really, really wonderful. You must really, it's impossible. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Like, Oh, I love that. Well, there's the old. And that That just makes me, me, that makes me so sad that you deleted those photos because (laughs) it's, it's, it's what we all go through. It's that whole comparison. It's that whole comparing yourself to other people and the work that they do. And it's, yeah. and what's so crazy is that, and what I love so much about when people share their work is that they don't know, or you'll never realize how inspiring your work is to someone else, to someone that doesn't look at it the same way that you do. So for I mean, it doesn't even matter whether it's an artist or just like I know for me, like I'm I always tell Sean how much I love his work. I'm like, he's like one of the best writers, I think, ever. And he's like, no, like he always thinks that 
he is not. And even now, now that we're friends, I'm like, send me a picture. Like, I want to <laughs> see something. And you're like, no, it's not good enough yet. It's not good enough. But to me, it is to me, it, it brings so much joy and it's so beautiful. And so for your work to someone else that is not in the place that you are is so inspiring and that's what I love about people when they do have the courage to share their work is that you might not think it's perfect, but it's perfect for someone else and it inspires sure. somebody else. And so I, yeah. I feel like, I mean, it's a, hey, we all deal with it. It's, it's, it's something we all have to deal with, but I feel like my hope for you is that you share more if you want to, but I think you're such a fascinating person and you do such interesting work and to put it out into the world and like not really care. That must be the well, best place that an artist can get. Sure. And I, I think that that's one of the cool things about the community that you guys are building here, as we've talked about before, like, you know, Sean puts up a prompt about uh, mountains and, boots and, and <laughs> I wish you guys could see Tommy's face when he when he does it too. He looks disgusted. He's like Sean put up this bullshit on oh, there. I'm just kidding. Lame. I've written like five or six different poems. I've literally put hours into this project. That was not the goal of the project. No, the goal, five minutes. <laughs> he, it was part of the project was it you could only write this poem in five minutes. That's it. <laughs> That's not the way that this works. Like my my head goes like, well, if Sean Funder's gonna see it, like <laughs> it's gotta be like on point. Oh my god! Wait, I've got a, I've got a, I've got a, uh, it's not an out, like a way out of the imposter syndrome and things like that. But Tommy, you and I have talked about this. Um, we've talked about this before, where. Sometimes if the work that we're going to publish or the work that you're going to share, if it's not, I wonder, you let me know, I could be totally wrong, but is there a part of it where you know, if it's, if it's, you're aware that the thing you're sharing is Tommy's perspective on this. Like, so it's unique in whatever your perspective might be when you go to share it or you want the world to see it. And if you go to share it or you see it and you know that it's, it's a little too derivative or it's, it's, it's too much, not Tommy, like instinctually you almost know like, okay, this is good work. This looks good, but it's not really Sean or it's not really Tommy or it's not really, is there, is there ever hesitations in, in that regard where you go to share something and you're like, these are great, but these look a lot like X or these are great, but these look a lot like Y no. or is it really more of the, like the uh, imposter, like this photographer is better than me. Yeah, I mean, with photography itself, it's a lot of that. Uh, very rarely do I look at my photographs and go, that looks a lot like Ansel Adams. I love it. Like, it just. <laughs> <laughs> um, By the way, I've seen some of your work that looks an awful lot like, I know you're not out there with a rangefinder. Like, I know you're not out there with that format of a camera, but correct. that looks an awful lot like Ansel Adams. Like, you have well, really, really beautiful work. Thanks. Um, I think with the with like writing and stuff like that, that gets a little more personal because I think it may be even the opposite. Like it's not this isn't 
uh, enough Tommy or this seems too much like whatever. I feel like it's this is too much Tommy. Like, oh, yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. You're opening up a lot here. And so, what I've tried to do a few times and, and gotten some pretty good reception, um, you know, if I post a photo um, on Instagram or Facebook or both, whatever, um, sometimes I'll try to like put a little piece of writing in it. Um, and you know, people like comment and go like, dude, photos, beautiful, beautiful. But the words are so beautiful, you know, keep writing, like keep doing this stuff. And I think it goes into this whole idea of like being a storyteller, which I despise this thought of like, I'm a photographer and therefore I'm a storyteller. <laughs> it it, it just... bothers me so much. You are X through and through. It makes me so happy. I think um, uh, a mutual friend of ours, Sean, a bald one, posted a a link to, I think he's like an Austrian graphic designer named um, Stefan Sagmeister, something like that. Mm -hmm. He he just does this little clip. You can look it up on, on YouTube or whatever. He does this little clip and he's like, you know, everybody's gotten real attached to this idea of being storytellers. Like I talked to this uh, roller coaster designer the other day and he said that he was a roller coaster and he goes, you're not a, you're not a storyteller. Like, Oh, he said, you're not a storyteller. Fuckhead. You're a roller coaster designer, which is great. <laughs> and I thought it was brilliant. And I was like, yeah, like, <laughs> that, 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 like I don't want to be a storyteller. I just want to take photographs. And, and if I want to tell a story, then that will be the story. Like the, the photograph itself isn't. Yeah. Uh, or maybe I just don't know how to, and that's a news. Well, no, I think that we definitely know how to, I, I felt this, I felt really similar and got sick of that. Cause I even got labeled as the storyteller guy, like the one who's going to tell stories. Well, yeah. but, but when, when we do it, um, I would, we would really be telling guys, right. yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll cozy up to my villain. Uh, <laughs> yeah and then also on facebook we have got a small community that's growing quick uh create for no reason it's like a what'd you call it like a support group for creatives that's right it yeah is. which i really really like so if you go to facebook do a search for create for no reason um we always have a couple questions for you to decide if you're cool and then we let you in <laughs> come on we're gonna let you in anyways i know Let's but look. just answer the question. But just answer the questions. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Kate, I will talk to you later. <laughs> I know. Good job. Talk to you later. Well, usually I say like. T-T- I, don't even say, I don't even say talk to you later. Is that what I say? Talk to you later. I don't know. You like barely say it. You're like, talk to you later. Amazing. Oh, by the way. What? You gotta do your like talk to you later. <laughs> oh my god. See you later. I'm so glad you said that. That's, <laughs> that's gonna be your ringtone now on my phone. <laughs> What's up with this? Um, I have a ringtone, I'm a crystal ball. Challenge for artistic or for your art or for your creative play, whatever you do. I really do feel like some of it is really totally just meant for you and there's no reason to share it. You never want to share it. But then 
almost challenge yourself to, and not just you, Tommy, but just in general for people that are playing is to share it and to put some things out. Because just like the story that you shared about this person that read what you wrote along with the picture, I think there's a lot of inspiration that we all can share into the world and the work that we don't think is good for other people to look at it and not only think it's good, but it really moves them in some way and not and moves them to potentially create for themselves and to play yeah. in their own way. And I feel like for someone as artistic as you, obviously, Sean and I both think your your work is beyond what you sometimes see it is and john i just what what john has to that's like a that's no. <laughs> no. no it's not <laughs> no i no. get upset when you do the self-portraits and you look better than me and so then <laughs> i have to like try to come up with something else and then There's everybody's replying they're like here's good looking tommy kern and i'm like fuck that guy watch this <laughs> like <laughs> That's got to be something new. Well, Tommy, do you have a, well, like we like, we've been closing out, especially with the second, the second season with some type of a, a challenge to the community or a challenge to us. Like if you had to give somebody an exercise or a challenge, something that would only take less than 20, less than 20 minutes or less than five minutes if they're not Tommy. Um, <laughs> what what would you... Hours. What would you, I mean, what would you, you suggest and it being something that they could do it and they, 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 we'd love it if they'd share it, but they could do it because it will make them, it's like meditation. It's like prayer. It's like something that just makes them feel like a better person. What would you suggest? Well, the, I guess before I answer, I, I did have a question for both of you that may kind of help with, with this answer. One of my biggest like one of the my biggest fears is this concept of uh, like a blank canvas, like staring at a white mm. piece of paper is scary to me. Uh, you know, like I moved to, to North Carolina out of the blue and my brother was like, dude, you get to start your whole life over and start from scratch. And I was like, no, like that's the scariest <laughs> thing in the world. And so art is the same way. You know, it's like, just get a piece of canvas and just go to work. And I'm like, I can only do like a stick figure and that's really bad. It, like I'm not, you know, Cy Twombly, I'm not doing like beautiful, you know, scribbles and all this kind of stuff on, on work. And so my question to you guys is like, how do you, well, if you don't have that fear of staring at a blank, blank piece of paper, like what helps you get started? Like I did like the prompt your, your guys from maybe a couple shows ago now, um, of doing the like drawing each other or whatever mm -hmm. uh don't lift up the pen don't look down at the, at the paper like i think that kind of stuff is cool and i've thought about you know like i just bought a bunch of plants for the house like just doodle the plants just for something you know to do so what other things do you guys do that sort of get you out of that or at least make it so the page is no longer blank and so scary well i use so i use I use a writing hacks when I'm writing. Um, and my most common writing hack is um, I either start writing about the pen that I'm using, which is really ridiculous. Like eventually my kids are going to read my journal and there's going to be thousands of sentences that are like, look at this pen. This pen's thicker than my last pen. Like it's stupid things like that. Or um, I've, I've shared this with Kate before. I, I start with, here's the deal. 
and then I and I start writing because it oh, gets yeah. rid of the it gets rid of the blank page for me. Yeah. Does that make us happy? I love that you're both like living your most creative life and and doing those things still for yourself for no reason. But so many people don't, and I'm I'm bad about it. Which, like I said, my my mess is my message, you know, because I fall into this like very got to do this, got to do this. I'm very driven, you know, and I'll get on yeah. this rampage and I'll I'll forget to do the things that really truly make me happy. And so that's I am. I mean, this message is just as much for myself as for anybody else. You know, what, what I want to create in the creative commute is just a movement of joy, you know, and, and really because I don't take the time to experience joy as much as I want to. And so it's like, let's focus on this and and just make it happen. So it makes my heart sing that you guys do that for yourself. <laughs> well, I appreciate your honesty because we can only see the top half of you and you could have just been like, that's true. Yeah, I'm wearing it <laughs> right now. <laughs> and you uh, and you don't want to you are creating this community and it's a beautiful thing and you're putting so much goodness out into the world especially right now when people need it the most and i just love what you're doing i love your message i gotta get into your facebook community so i can do some of your challenges because i love that you do challenges it's so <laughs> it's just so cool to be able to provide that to people again especially now but but really always because pre-COVID or not, you know, we all, like you said, get stuck in this rut. And so to be able to gift ourselves this time to just, even if it's 10 minutes to just like do something that you really love, do something that really fuels your creative side is so important. And you're giving people that you're really giving people the gift of permission to do that for themselves and, yeah. and helping them, helping them discover others that want to do that want to do that. Actually, Sean, see, Sean just talked about how he wants to be involved in more creative communities. Well, there you go. There you go. That's a part the of it. Well, and that you're, you. you're spreading your, your intent and spreading joy in a very, in a very active way. So instead of just, you know, getting out the, the plywood and, you know, spread joy and putting it up on your wall somewhere in your house. Like it needs to be a very active and a very forward thing. And and I, I love that you're doing that. And I love that that's your focus. I think that's really important. Well, I really like that perspective, both of your perspectives on it. It's always so good to hear things back because you can get in your own head about the own, the thing that you are doing and whatever your thing is, whoever's listening. I mean, we all do that. We are, we're all in our own heads. So to hear things reflected back at you, there's so much benefit in just asking other people for their, their opinion on things or like, what do you see in me that is good? What value do I bring to the world? That's actually where my journey started was asking this question. I did this like five day challenge at the beginning of 2020. And I was like, 2020 is going to be the most amazing year. And then, you know, we all know what happened, <laughs> but I did this challenge where she had told us, go ask three people, what value do I bring to the mm. world? And I was so nervous to ask people this question. And I look back at that and I'm like, how, how nuts is that, that we, we don't feel comfortable asking people who love us, what value we bring to the world. Why do we live in a world and a society where asking that question is so hard? That's yeah. That's going to be our challenge, Kate. I was going to say like, especially at a time when people want so much to give love to people. Like we love supporting those around us that we love, that we appreciate that 
that are putting good things out into the world. And what a fun question to ask. What a fun question to ask, even just to put out on social media, just like people that like you don't talk to all the time because they think that's another thing is like a lot of times we're, we're kind of looking and seeing what people are doing and, and we don't realize that they are kind of watching us just kind of from afar and for them to pop up and say, Oh my gosh, you've done so much for me. Like there's probably people in your community, Jen, that you never hear from that are just kind of on the sidelines, but you're changing their life. You're helping and that. And then who knows, like the ripple effect, right? You change one person's life. They come in, they, they talk to their kids differently. They talk to their husband differently, their friends there. It's like this whole ripple effect, which is so beautiful. And you might not ever hear from that person. And oh, I just think this work is awesome. And everyone needs to check out Jen's podcast, The Creative <laughs> Commute. Well, thanks for that. Thanks for that drop. I appreciate that. But the message that I try to send to every person in my community is when you share something in this community, that gives somebody else courage. Yeah. It gives somebody else courage to do it too. And then it, it spreads. So you yourself, every single one of us can be doing this. Like what I'm doing here is not unique. You can do it too. And yeah. it has just made my heart so happy when people have come and said something like you inspired me to do this, you, and you know, and I, it's just, it's like, you did that for yourself really, you know, but, but you have a good point that you, you do something and people are watching what yeah. you're doing. And uh, we, we just have so much magic in ourselves. And it's like, get it out there, man. Yeah. Get it out there. Yeah, well, Jen, yeah. we're obviously big fans and get all tingly talking about this and listening to all the work you do. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, Thank you for having me. Yeah. Not even knowing who we are. It could have been, uh, I don't know, multi-level marketing scam. That we <laughs> Come on, oh, I did my research. I made sure that you guys didn't seem to be serial killers or anything. <laughs> Not going on that kind of serial killer podcast. <laughs> well, you're awesome. Right Thank you so much. We will continue to so um, to support you and your work. And yeah, I'm excited to do. To, I'm excited to do some of your um, some of your challenges. You are invited into the creative commute any time. Come in. Yay. We actually have creatives who come and they'll they'll do a challenge. People reach out to me and say, hey, I have an idea. Can I come do this challenge? I'm like, yes, come. Come do it. Oh my People gosh. <laughs> Sean has a challenge. He just posted one in our group. So we'll, you can share it over there. We'll go okay. over there. That's We'll go good. over there. Well, right I'm on. in your group too. <laughs> cool. All right. Awesome. Jen, right. thank you so Thanks, much. Jen. Thank you. How great, how great was she? She's great. She's so, yeah. yeah. She's so optimistic. I like, I love that the focus or the thing that she came back to a lot was on creating joy or spreading joy. I, there's this, this element of changing people's lives. And I probably overplay the, it's going to change your life. You know, start, <laughs> start to sound. Is that how you like say a, it? You're going to change your life. Well, it is. It's like, wrestler? I, like buy this four by four. It's going to change your life. <laughs> Ford F1, something, something, something. No, I think, I think 